the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Good morning and welcome to your car insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name's Gary Green and I'm here with you on a sunny Saturday morning in Phoenix, Arizona. And my phone number, the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. The best thing about calling me is I'm going to give you the best advice that I possibly can. If you don't like what you hear, I promise you I'm not going to follow up to see what you're thinking in a few days. I once again will tell you, I am not the salesman in the car dealership that is trying to help you spend the most amount of money for the least amount of car. When I help you buy a car, it's to help you get the most car for the least amount of money. I want to send out a very special thanks to Bobby Rabati and his family at 15225 North 32nd Street, Phoenix, Arizona, B&N Auto Sales. If you're looking for a pre-owned commercial vehicle, this is absolutely the first place that you want to start. Once again, 15225 North 32nd Street, Phoenix, Arizona, 602-722-9151. Bobby Rabati and his family, family-owned dealership. You know, we, we were talking last week about, you know, what's going on with the used car market. And it's it's extremely volatile. And, you know, one of the things that I always tell people is you cannot just give your lease car back. There could be thousands of dollars in the equity in your vehicle. So this is a Consumer Report article and an auto blog article. And I'm going to start with the... Auto blog article from July 20th. When you lease a new car, it's easy to focus on the two numbers that matter most to your bank account, the monthly payment and the amount you have to put down. They're easy to understand and affect you directly. But how is the monthly payment calculated? This is where the residual value comes in. Remember, it's what the car is worth at the end of the lease. Okay, it is not what the car's worth. It is what they're guaranteeing you that you can buy the car for. If the car has a residual and it's, I'm making this up, $24,000 and the car's worth 18 grand, okay, the car's not worth the residual. It's worth less. And that's where you look at returning your vehicle. However, if you have a car that has a residual of 19 grand and the car's worth $27,000, that's a car that you should look 
at buying. Now remember, when you buy a lease out at the end, you did not pay sales tax on your payoff. You paid sales tax on your payment. So I have a friend of mine that his Cadillac is barely worth what his residual is. Barely. However, it was a $70,000 Cadillac that has 12,000 miles on it. It's still under warranty. And his payoff is X amount, 37000 and change. By the time he adds the 12% for tax title and license, he's buying his car for more than it's worth. But it's you can't find one for what he can buy his for. And you can't buy anything like this car for that money. I don't ever remember seeing an XT5 Cadillac Platinum that had an MSRP of over $70,000. Most of the XT5s that I look at today, the MSRPs are in the 50s. Now, so let's use a simplified example. Let's say your lease a car that's worth $30,000. It depreciates 10% each year in actual value. So after three years, it's worth $21,870. Over three years, the car has lost $8,100 in value. Not every car. Now, every car is different. And the real value of a car in 36 months is extremely difficult to... The lesser won't use an actual... F- value to figure out how much your car depreciates and what it should be worth at the end of your lease. A lot of data a lot of data is used to calculate this, but it's not a wild guess. It's also not negotiable, but the specific residual value can vary from lesser to lesser. Back in the day, we had a machine that we used in the dealership that was called lease profit and you put all the information into these machine how much money you wanted to put down what was the msrp of the car what is the selling price of the car what is your credit score is there a trade-in and all of a sudden the computer would do its thing and it would pop up all these different leases and you would look for the leases that you dealt with those companies okay today most of the leases done in car dealerships are done through the manufacturer's lender. Mercedes-Benz has its own financial arm. You know, when I worked at Nissan, we did a lot of, you know, Bank of the West leases, Bank of America leases, Wells Fargo leases, Chase leases, and the most popular was always Nissan. But a lot of the banks, the dealers would go to because the manufacturer would only let you lease the car for 36 months, the bank would let you lease the car for 60 months. Now, one of the advantages of leasing a car, if you lease a car for three years and 36,000 miles and you drive less than 36,000 miles, guess what? You have a car that has a warranty for all 36 months as long as you don't go past the 36,000 miles. Now, Back in the day, there were a lot of Highline cars that had a four-year, 50,000-mile warranty. So if you liked the lease, you could do the four years because you were still under warranty. One of the things that you don't want to do in a lease is have the car where you're going to be responsible for repairs. You also have to understand that when you turn the car back in, you are responsible for what's called excess wear and tear. 
Now, if you believe that driving your tires to bald is normal wear and tear, it's not. There are certain requirements in returning your lease car. And most of them, they don't look to nickel and dime you to death. They don't. And I was a lease manager in a car dealership, and I handled a lot of the lease returns. And I got to tell you, more times than not, the excess wear and tear bill would be nothing. Zero. Zero liability to the lessee. You'd see some for $125. There was a certain amount that was waived if you leased another car. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll never forget a car that I saw get dropped off that this girl got so mad at the leasing company that she destroyed the car. And I mean destroyed the car. Okay. She will get a bill for whatever that repair damage was and what people don't need what people need to understand if you lease a car and there is an lease maturity statement that is not zero it can be looked at exactly as a repossession if you don't take care of that bill, you're not going to teach anybody a lesson by I'm not paying them. Now, in the real world, the lease is more expensive than that. What a lease is essentially is paying for how much value the car loses over the time you have it. If you stop and think about it, that makes a lot of sense. And at the end of the lease, you could buy the car for whatever value is left in it or hand it off to the dealer. Now, in the real world, a lease is more expensive than that, considering you're paying fees, interest, and a bit of profit to all the people involved in getting you the lease. But different lessors calculate the different residual, the residual value differently. So you can definitely shop around to try to get a favorable residual. Okay, I don't know where this person's experience in the car business comes from. It doesn't have a name. Okay, a lot of cars, the only lease that's available is the lease through the manufacturer. Now, remember, they said in this article, and it's correct, you cannot negotiate a residual. However, you can adjust the residual. And the way that the residual is adjusted is by the amount of miles that you drive. So sometimes you will see the term ultra low mileage for well-qualified consumer. And you look down and you see 7,500 miles a year. And you need 12,000 miles. Well, what happens is the residual changes by that amount. But then you go ahead and you, you come out with the statement, well, I, I, lease, I, I can't lease a car because I drive too many miles. You absolutely can lease a car if you drive too many miles, as long as you calculate the lease based on the miles that you're going to drive the car. But remember... When you do that lease, and if you do a three-year lease and it's 20,000 miles a year, the past 15,000 miles, at some point, it doesn't become a percentage. It becomes a dollar amount that they change the residual by. So if you lease the car for 60,000 miles, you're adding a couple of variables that you're not going to like. You're leasing a car that you're going to be out of warranty in. Unless you lease a Hyundai that's got a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty. You're going to have more excess wear and tear on that vehicle. Here's the most important thing to remember. 
Here's an important thing to watch out for. Subvented or subsidized leases. That's when a dealer offloads a really slow selling car by pumping up the residual value artificially. My skin's crawling. The dealership does not decide what the residual is. While this is great news, if you don't plan on buying out your lease, you'll have lower monthly payments since there's less calculated depreciation when normal. It's bad news if you want to buy out the lease. Compared to other used cars out there, the residual value will be artificially high. This person has no clue as to what they're talking about. That means the buyout price will be higher than buying a different used car outright. Just be aware of this when you see an unusually high residual value. It may be a good option for you or may not. We hope this gives you a good overview on how important the residual value is to getting the best lease for you. Happy shopping. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you don't know how a lease works, and I don't believe that the person that wrote this article really understands how leases work in today's market, I tell you, do not sign a lease contract. And I always dare everybody when I'm helping them get a car and they're leasing the car, there's a phrase, the money factor. Okay, The money factor is equivalent to the interest rate that your lease is being calculated on. It is nowhere, nowhere on your lease contract. I'm here to help you. I am not selling you anything. My name's Gary Green, and the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Earnhardt Honda is proud to have received this prestigious award many times, and they want to show you why they're the top-selling Honda dealer in the Central and West Phoenix Valley regions. Earnhardt Honda's mission is to provide their customers with world-class service in every phase of the sales and service experience. 100% customer satisfaction is General Manager Joey Staples' goal. The staff at Earnhardt Honda participate in continuous training programs to improve industry and product knowledge and new ways to continue to provide top-notch customer service. Joey realizes that customers have a choice, and when customers like you choose Earnhardt Honda, you have put your implicit trust in them. Joey appreciates and is honored to have your trust. You can reach him at his desk by calling 623-463-4308 or visit him at Earnhardt Honda, located in Avondale or online at EarnhardtHonda.com. Monta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Moon. Valley. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Gary Green, and the easiest way to reach me is 602-525-1370. All I ask is that if you call me, please, please leave a message, and I promise you I will call you back. If I sounded a little exacerbated reading that last article, it's because I can't stand when something is... It just it is it's not a hundred percent correct. And I'm not a hundred percent correct. I'm not. I'm not saying I know everything. Okay, but I understand how the car business works. I'm here to help you. I am not selling you anything. And this is a consumer report article that states 
why you should consider buying your lease car. Now, remember, at the end of your lease, the lease that you're involved in is most probably a closed-end lease. A lot of people in the 1980s got hurt in leases because they did what was called an open-end lease. So in the previous segment, I was talking about that word residual. So in a closed-end lease, the residual is X amount of dollars. And we're just going to say the residual is eighteen grand in the closed-end lease. And at the end of that lease, the car is worth $23,000. Now, back in the day, three, four years ago, or two years ago, we didn't see these kind of equity situations in lease cars. Okay, in 2021, okay, GM Financial Profit 2021 Lease Return. Let's see. September Financial Information. It sounded like they made in 2021 about $2 billion on cars that were returned that people did not buy the leases out. What I always tell people is if you have a lease car, at the end of the lease, you have a very important thing. It's called options. So at the end of the lease, in a closed-end lease, you have a residual. If the car is not worth the residual, you give the car back. If the car is worth the residual, you can buy the car. Okay? And I will tell you this. If you're buying your lease out, even if it's a little more money than the car that you could buy at the car dealership, I would tell you to buy your own vehicle if you've taken care of it. There are people that lease cars and they sometimes abuse the cars and it's not the right car to buy at the end of the lease because you change the oil twice in three years and you did this or you did that uh, or you had an accident. So to give you an example, uh, my son, unfortunately, moved to Denver and he was out one night just minding his own business, exit ramp on the freeway. It was freezing. It had rained during the day, and he went to stop, and his car slid through the intersection, and he hit the curb. Hit the curb hard enough that three airbags went off in the car and not a scratch on the vehicle. Now, if you put the car up in the air, there's probably a whole bunch of new suspension components in the car, Three new airbags in the car, not a scratch on the car, brand new wheel, and a brand new tire. Now, that car would have had a value worth more than what his lease buyout would be if he was doing it right now. The problem is that the Honda dealership would not want his car due to the fact it says airbag deployed. Okay, that's a major issue where a manufacturer won't allow the dealership to 
certify the vehicle. Now, there was no body damage, but there was obviously structural damage, and there was ob- obviously airbags deployed. So what my son's going to do, is he's going to drive that car to the end of the lease, and he's going to hand them the keys back. He's going to say thank you very much, because he has that option. And guess what? They can't come back and say to him, you did this and you did that. Uh, if there's no other damage visible on the car, he doesn't have a problem. But he listens to his dad, and he took the car to the Honda dealer in Denver to have the repair done. When you have a lease car, and you damage the vehicle in an accident, and the car gets put back together, and it's not very nice, the work... What you see sometimes at the auction, when that car runs through the auction, it will say substandard repair. Now, I don't know of too many people who have been billed for poorly done body damage. Okay, I have not had a client that I've helped lease a car that turned a car back in that got hit with any kind of a substandard repair because there's only one body shop that I deal with that, and when I say deal with, that I will refer my clients to because I don't want that problem. Why should you consider buying your lease car? You might have equity in your lease vehicle. Soaring prices for used cars mean the vial price could be lower than its current market value. Most contracts include include a provision to buy the vehicle at a pre-calculated price set at the beginning of the lease. In normal times, it's usually not such a good deal. But with new and used cars in short supply and prices at all times high, the buyout price might represent big savings and actual equity in the vehicle. If you turned around and sold it to a third party, it depends on when you signed your lease. There was no way for folks that drew up leasing contracts a few years ago to know that these cars would be valued so high today, said the senior director of Consumer Reports. That means that the likely already agreed to sell your car for far less than it was worth today. For example... A 2018 Subaru Impreza she was leasing was much less than the car's market value when she first checked the price. She decided to buy out the lease last year, and quick online research said that the CarMax would give her $18,000 for a more than 14% premium. Okay, now remember, if your buyout is fifteen seven sixty, and you have to pay sales tax on top of that, you're now close to sixteen seven sixty. They gave her eighteen thousand. What you have to remember is, if you have a leased car today, many manufacturers will not allow you to sell your car to a third party. Also means you can't trade your car in to a third party. What that means, if you have a leased car through Honda. The only people that can pay your Honda off is American Honda Finance gets a paid off from Acura or from Honda. You can't trade a leased Honda in on a Toyota. I don't know all the man. Most of the manufacturers have this stipulation. I don't think Toyota's done that yet. But if you have a leased car, you need to make sure that you understand what your options are at the end. I'm not telling you that everybody has equity in their lease. I'm not telling you that everybody owes more on the lease. But what I will tell you this, if you bought your lease out in the last 12 months and you didn't get rid of that car, there's a good possibility that your car could now be worth less than what you paid for the vehicle. The current market conditions on used cars has drastically changed in the last 
two to three weeks. I'm Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. And the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. Monta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Moon Valley. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. And as always, easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. want to send out a very special thanks to Troy and Rich and his that, that team that's over at Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located 8801 West Bell Road, Peoria, Arizona. You know, there is no rule of thumb. And what I want people to understand is you have options with your lease car at the end. You need to understand what those options are before you make a decision. I have a gentleman that I've helped numerous times and we've become friends. And he called me not that long ago and he said, hey, I want to, my, my ton, my forerunner lease is over and I want to get a Tundra. Okay. So his plan was to let the lease run out, turn the car back in, have them waive the disposition fee, and buy a new Tundra. The only thing he missed, and this was six, eight months ago, his Tacoma was worth about thirteen grand more than the residual was. Which means if he turns the car in, he does not get a check for the $13,000. And he would have gotten a bill because the car had some excess wear and tear, had some body damage, so he would have turned his lease car in on his own to get a lease maturity excess wear and tear bill. He was also over on the miles. He buys the lease out. He now recoups the equity he does have to pay sales tax on the residual but when the tundra comes in he trades in his forerunner and the tax that he paid he now recoups it because he's now trading the car in at the higher value than what he bought it for so he eliminated twelve thousand dollars in value in sales tax which doesn't sound like a lot but it's about a thousand bucks. If you don't understand these things, it's really simple. Call me 602-525-1370. I'm here to help you buy a car. I am not selling you anything. Now, this is a warning that I'm sharing with people because you need to be very careful of this buying a used car right now. This article's in Car and Driver, and it's from October 7th. Hurricane Ian flood cars, don't buy one of them. Obviously, the primary damage from Hurricane Ian was to the people of Florida and the Carolinas, but an unknown number of cars were also flooded in the massive storm last weekend. If you're shopping for a used car in coming months, you do not want to get a flooded vehicle, especially without knowing that the car once went swimming. 
Below, we list four steps to take in the sp- if you suspect the car you're shopping for might have been involved in a flood. Hurricane Ian tore through Florida this past weekend, leaving behind at least 100 dead and millions in property damage. Before fading away, Ian dropped more water on North and South Carolina. We don't yet know how many vehicles were ruined in the storm, but at least one McLaren P1 was carried away by the rising waters. For comparison, when Hurricane Ida rained down on multiple states, from Louisiana to New York, it damaged an estimated 212,000 vehicles. Once the car has a chance to dry out and go through a cleaning, the fact that it was submerged might be challenging to notice. Teresa Murray, consumer watchdog at the U.S. Public Inter- Interest Research Group, told Car and Driver there are many ways a smart shopper can spot a previously flooded car. There are many more reasons why you don't want to end up with a flooded vehicle, she said. You don't want any part of a flooded vehicle, no matter whether the damage is disclosed and no matter what assurances you get from the dealer. If you suspect the vehicle may have sustained flood damage, move on. Don't be tempted to roll the dice. You'll also almost surely be buying a headache and just wasting your money. What if the car, what if it's your car that's flooded? Murray said that the few ways owners deal with flooded cars, if they have insurance and the vehicle's more than 75% roods, the insurance company will take possession of the vehicle and reimburse the owner. These cars might end up in a used car marketplace, but they will come with a salvage title red flag. Owners without insurance may try to sell their waterlogged rides if the water didn't make the vehicle undeliverable. It's up to those owners to disclose what happened to the car if and it's up to those owners to disclose or not disclose and some will and some won't even the sellers tell us prospective buyers that the vehicle briefly served as a boat the full extent of the damage might not be evident which brings us to the caveat emptor part step to a steps to spotting a water damaged car check for visual clues use your nose do some research the national insurance crime bureau uh, offers a free searchable database for vehicle identification numbers. Uh, you can use Carfax. I like this National Insurance Crime Bureau. Ask for help. If you're not sure, but you really want the car, have an independent mechanic look at the vehicle. You and I can look at a car and we can figure out if the car's been a swimmer. Thank you all for listening to the show. And we've got one more segment and I'll be back shortly. Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Before we get started, I want to thank everybody that supports the show. My friends Bobby Rabati and his family at BN Auto Sales, located at 15225 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona, 602 722 9151. Joey Staples and his team at Earnhardt Honda, Chad Sasan and his team at Rodeo Kia, Adam Breen, his new team over in Santan Hyundai in 
Gilbert, Arizona. Last but not least, my friends, David Garcia and Alex Medina at Rodeo Ford. Troy and Rich at Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen. It's I go to these dealerships for a reason. You know, if I go someplace and they do something, it's because they appreciate the fact that I'm bringing them business that they normally wouldn't see. It's for no reason other than that. There's something really important to talk about. And it's a big part of buying a car that people forget about. Now, I forgot about it in 1995. My wife and I were shopping for a minivan. We had two little kids. And I was shopping around, and I actually was at the Ford dealership getting ready to sign buying a leasing a Ford Windstar. And all of a sudden, my phone rings, and I answer the phone, and it's my wife. Hey, Gary, you got you to gotta call... Tom Bias at Showcase Honda. He's got a Honda Odyssey van. And they had just come out and it was the first van with four doors. And we ended up leasing the Honda Odyssey. And I had done my homework. I had done my research. Uh, I don't like that due diligence term that someone uses with me because sometimes if you're doing your due diligence and I've been trying to help you, you're not trusting what I'm telling you. So I made the mistake of going and leasing the Honda. Now, it wasn't a mistake that I leased the car. It was that I didn't call the insurance agent that I had called and gotten insurance quotes on all the other vans we were thinking about. And when I say the other vans, Toyota Sienna, Honda uh, Nissan Quest, a Ford Windstar. The Odyssey had just come out. And due to the fact that didn't that it just came out, it was $400 a year more expensive than the next van that we had looked at. Now, what I want people to understand is you cannot buy a car and return it the next day because you found out your insurance was too high. Okay? And I've helped plenty of people that their insurance has gone up, but they understand it because of what's going on, that they're buying a new car. There's no rule of thumb on car insurance. Do not underinsure yourself. Make sure you have what you need before you need it. This is me. This is not the article. Now, a lot of people that I talk to, they'll say to me, well, I'm not going to list my kids as drivers in the house. Okay. My own experience I did not have to list my kids as drivers in my house because the gal that I had gotten the Honda Odyssey minivan with, we were no longer married. And my kids got their driver's licenses at their mother's address, not mine. So when they began to drive, the sad news for my kids was my current wife, my new wife's Dodge pickup truck and my BMW were off limits. Because they were not listed as drivers on the policy in my household. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean everybody has to run out and add their kids. It's something that if you're friends with your agent, if it's, you're dealing with somebody insurance, you want to find out what could happen if one of your kids who's living in your house has an accident and they're not listed as the driver of the car. My understanding is they can't not pay the claim, but there's a possibility they could 
cancel you. Now, I became really good friends with my insurance agent because I did something that I will never, ever, ever do again. I bought insurance online. I went out in 2006 and I bought a motorcycle. And I shopped for insurance online and I went to what was a good company. I felt Progressive was a good company. And I happened to be sitting in the cigar shop one day and I'm sitting there talking to my good friend Paul Houston and we're talking about something and somehow we got on the topic of insurance and now when we had this conversation, Paul and I were not friends. We just met at the car, at the cigar shop. So I told him, this is what I'm paying for my insurance. And he looked at me and said, you cannot have the correct insurance. I said, Paul, come on. I, I did this. I had insurance. I, I didn't buy the wrong insurance. Gary, I'm telling you, you don't have the right coverage. So I come home. I log on to Progressive and I pull up my policy and I see 100, 300 for my liabilities, my comprehensive, my collision. And then I see the term uninsured, underinsured motorist. And there's the word declined. Now, if you ride a motorcycle, if you have a car in the state of Arizona and you do not opt for uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage, if you get hit with somebody by somebody who has bad insurance or no insurance, you don't have the correct coverage. So I called Progressive and I immediately immediately added the uninsured and underinsured. Now, it doubled, basically, my policy. When I say doubled, it went from $58 to about 98 bucks. And I stayed with Progressive for a while until I bought a brand new Harley Davidson. And when I bought the new Harley and I reached out to Progressive, I didn't like the rates. So I switched to Geico. And stayed with Geico forever. And one of the things I liked about Geico was every year they, they gave me a little bit more insurance and they didn't raise my rates. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting in the computer one night and I see a drop down from my credit card account. Suggest Recommendations. And I checked the recommendations and it says we recommend shopping progressive insurance. So I take a quick look. I go through the thing really quick and the insurance is substantially less. Now, what I will tell you was not was the insurance substantially less. It was the same exact coverage. Now, I didn't buy the insurance online. I called my friend Paul because he's actually a broker and Progressive is one of the companies he deals with. So we sat down, we went through it, and I went through it line by line with the coverage that I have through Geico. Now I'm mentioning the companies, and I'm going to add to that. Not everybody's going to go from Geico to Progressive and lower their rates. Not everybody's going to go from Progressive to Geico and lower their rates. And not everybody's going to go to Allstate and get better rates. This is homework that you need to do. But most importantly, you need to make sure that you are insured for what you need to be insured for. Okay, If you own a home, you cannot drive around, in my opinion with the state minimum required liability deductibles limits. 
if, and I didn't mean to say the word deductible. So how does your car making model impact your insurance rates? Now, I, these are my experiences. From 2006 to 2018, I drove Ford Mustangs. An 06 to 13 to 15, I got into a disagreement with the service director at the Ford dealership that serviced my car, and I drove across the street and bought a Dodge Challenger. It was the best thing I ever did. I love my Challenger. However, I didn't think to check insurance. How could the insurance change? Well, I guess it's more expensive, and I guess more people have accidents with Dodge Challengers than Mustangs. The value of the Challenger was only a little bit more, but my insurance went up about 40 bucks. I didn't care because I still have my Challenger. It's the one of the longest owned cars I've had in a really long time because I really like the car and I can't think of what I'd want to replace it with. Car insurance rates are calculated based on many factors, which include personal and vehicle details. When they're quoting you insurance and they ask for your driver's license number, it's so that they can run an MVR, motor vehicle report, for the last 39 months probably on you through the DMV. The other thing that they're going to ask you for is your social security number. The lower your credit score, the higher they look at you as a risk to make a claim. Whether you're shopping for a new or used car or just reviewing your policy to see if you might be able to lower your rate, understanding how make and model affect your insurance rates may help you decide on your next vehicle purchase. The Cars Make is a company that manufactures the car, the model, model of the car. How car make and model affects insurance rates. While two drivers may have the same car make and model, it doesn't necessarily mean that they will pay the same for car insurance. If, if Even if they have identical driving records, in addition to the kind of coverage selected, other vehicle factors will also impact car insurance rates. Age of the vehicle. Newer cars obviously cost more to insure than, and I shouldn't say obviously, typically. Okay, so if you're coming from a 2010 to go to a 2022, the newer the car, the typically the more expensive the insurance. This is based on vehicle's replacement cost. Besides the make and model of the car, the size also impacts the annual premium. The bigger and heavier the construction of the vehicle, more it usually costs to insure because big cars can cause more damage. For instance, smart cars generally pose less of a risk to other vehicles on the road for accidents than standard vehicles might, often resulting in in less expensive premiums. Sunroofs, leather interior sound systems, Bluetooth, internet connectivity can make driving more enjoyable and convenient, but they also might add to the insurance premium. Remember, a lot of times when they ask you these questions, does your car have an alarm system? Does your car have a tracking system? Does your car have blind spot monitors? Does your car have cruise control, uh, adaptive cruise control. The car's body style can also determine your cost of your car insurance. Body styles include coupe, sedan, SUV, minivan, and truck. Sporty coupes will usually cost more to insure than a sedan or minivan because insurers tend to associate sport models with riskier driver habits and a higher chance of accidents. Now, when you look at a lot of cars that are coupes or convertibles and you look in the back seat and you wonder who the heck can sit back there, What sits back there is the insurance savings. 
because the car is now long, no longer considered a two-seat coupe. It's a four-seater. Safety features, cost of repairs, repairs, types of coverage. For, for popular vehicle makes and models, although individual rates will, be, will vary on your personal characteristic, these rates may be helpful for sake of comparison. We have sorted the list by cheapest to most expensive full coverage rates, although it may be tempting to keep costs low by only purchasing the minimum amount of auto insurance required. Most insurance professionals recommend, and I believe in this, Higher coverage limits to better financially protect you. Okay, I don't believe necessarily in in, in visiting a deal uh, an insurance company's website. Call someone in the insurance company. Call a broker. If you call an Allstate agent, and there's nothing wrong with Allstate, the only insurance he's going to quote you is Allstate. Same as State Farm. So you can either, and a lot of these companies do not allow independent brokers to represent them. I deal with a gentleman that has my car insurance interest at heart. We check every single year when it's time to renew my policy, and he makes sure that the rates that I'm getting are still the best that are available for my wife and I. My name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show, and the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. I want to thank everybody that listens to the show. I'm here to help you. I am not selling you anything. Once again, 602-525-1370. Very special thanks again. Joey Staples, Chad Sassan, uh, Ron Paff over at the Dodge store in in Earnhardt Dodge Jeep Chrysler in Chandler. Um, They helped me help you. Chad Sassan at Rodeo Kia. David and Alex at Rodeo Ford. Troy and Rich at Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen. And last but not least, Bobby Rabati and his family at Bean and Auto Sales at 15225 North 32nd Street. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.